everyone, and welcome back to Don't Cramp My Style, a podcast hosted by FIT Style Shop, where we sit down with fellow teammates and discuss everything from fashion to life in New York, business, and all things FIT related. I'm Carrie. And I'm Emma. And we are your hosts. Today, we have the visuals team. Hi, I'm Lauren. I am a third-year FBM major, and I'm the visuals manager. Hi, I'm Catherine. I'm a second-year FBM major, and I'm a team member on visuals. Hi, I'm Amanda, and I am a first-year FBM major, and I'm also a team member on visuals. Awesome. Um, Welcome to the podcast, our industry news of the week. Today, we have an article from The Cut titled, Pros and Cons of Virtual Fashion. So we just wanted to get everybody's thoughts on this article, and do you think that virtual fashion week has been effective and where do you see it going in the future and anybody yeah so I can start um reading the article I felt like it was pretty spot on I think it was geared towards people working in fashion and their experience right now and for me personally I volunteered at fashion week and so it was a little bit different of a perspective um I think with virtual fashion week, you sort of lose the magic of fashion week. And in the article, they had mentioned that it feels fragmented and it feels like it only lasts for a short period of time. And I would really agree with that. I think when you're in New York City and you're going to shows and it feels so hectic and you're so tired and so exhausted and by the end of it, you're just like, so done but at the same time you're like so excited because you get to experience so many new things and with digital fashion week you don't get to experience even half as much as that and they also said that you don't retain as much which I think is true because you're not there seeing it in person and you're not if you're working you're not going and seeing everything that you want to buy and it's really different I think they've done a good job in the given situation. However, I think in the future, in-person fashion week is definitely just a completely different experience. I completely agree with you. I think like, I just don't feel like following it necessarily because I do agree like the whole magic is kind of gone and it's just not really doing it for me. I just like don't care to follow along, you know? Yeah, I can also um, agree with what you both, um, Emma and Lauren, said as well. Like the, like you guys said, the magic is gone. You don't really get to see the clothes like up close and in person, and you don't get the same, I don't know, feel, I guess, versus like seeing it through a camera. The only thing I could like see it being like, motivating to people is just trying to get back into the norm of things, you know, just getting something kind of normal. That's the only way I could see it being anything uplifting. Yeah, definitely. I think that, you know, it's good to have that sense of normalcy, um, especially in a work environment. But I definitely think that it's not going to continue this way um, if we pass the pandemic because, like you guys said, there's a whole lot more to Fashion Week than just the shows. You know, it's the photographers, the street style, and all of that has been lost. And I think we can even see from this year, like, I think Jason Wu tried to do an in-person show um, and a couple other designers had small audiences. And I think that they would rather do an in-person show with the select group of people that actually need to be there. Um, 
as opposed to having like these huge gigantic shows with all these other you know editors and celebrities that may not really be influential in the decision making yeah i agree and even going off what emma said how she's not motivated to really keep up with it when it's remote i feel like fashion week is obviously the runway and the merchandise but it's also so much the chaos that goes into it and without the chaos it's really not fashion week because that plays such a big role in actually getting the show together and what goes into the show and what you see online or on tv or on the cameras and without the chaos yeah you could just look up what designer put out what piece look it up on google on women's wear daily but it's not the same as seeing it in person and especially the rewarding feeling after all the work that was put into it no definitely agree on that front um i think you guys like like everyone in the industry that i know of is pretty much on the same page about that so now we're going to move on and kind of just touch on the job of the week that we found and the job of the week is a social media intern at Saks Off Fifth. And this was posted on LinkedIn, which is where I feel like most of us look for internships. And it's really about kind of like helping the team at Saks Off Fifth create a content calendar, manage projects, create a posting schedule, and kind of look into their metrics, see you know how their people are engaging. And I honestly think like I've never seen an internship be posted for Saks Off Fifth in anything. So I think this would be a really cool way for people to kind of get their foot in the door there. Yes, and I also just wanted to add that Saks Off Fifth is predominantly an off-price yes. ch- um, chain. And as you can see right now, like some of these off-price retailers are really succeeding in the market. So definitely a good internship to apply for. Where do you guys look for internships? Like, do you go on LinkedIn? Do you go on like Simplicity? Do you Google? Because I feel like I'm always all over the place. Um, personally, I haven't really looked for internships yet because I'm only a third in my third semester, so I haven't gotten to that point yet. Um, I personally, um, I look on LinkedIn or just like have my notifications on. Um, and just let them like send, you know, like notifications of like internships that popped up. I did um, take part once like school kind of closed like last March. They did like a virtual internship thing. And I was like, all right, this is either gonna go really good or really bad. (laughs) Um, It kind of, in the beginning, it was a little difficult because like it would kick you out. Like you could only have certain amount of people on. like talking to I guess a recruiter so it would like kick you out so you kind of just had to be like patient and keep like putting your name in um but I did get through to a few and it was just nice to get like some contacts um so that also kind of helped too yeah I mean honestly in this time I think it's great to get any experience virtually or not and I think there's definitely gonna be like little hookups along the way and it'll get complicated but it's great that you were able to have some sort of internship experience even though it was virtually yeah also the intern queen too from last um the last uh, semester's merchandise meeting I started following her on instagram and she has some yeah. yeah she posts good although not as much now but like i actually applied to an internship she posted about and had an interview so that was cool yeah she's helpful <laughs> yeah, she's definitely helpful she is the intern queen <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. all right so let's kind of dive in to talk about your team so if you guys just kind of want to give the listeners a background on visuals and, you know, what you would be doing 
in a normal semester? Yeah, so the visuals team is responsible for merchandising the store regularly, um, meaning we promote the sale of goods by the presentation in our retail space. So we would be decorating the store for different themes throughout the year and establishing an aesthetic for each semester. Um, we're in charge of window displays. We want to entice customers to come into the style shop and grab attention of people walking by because the style shop welcomes anyone. You don't just have to be an FIT student. So we definitely want to grab anyone walking around that we can get to come into our store. Um, we're in charge of monthly store flips. Um, so if we were there, we'd be changing out the store to make it feel different and constantly evolving. But with the coronavirus outbreak, um, we're in a unique situation. We're all working remotely this semester. So we're unable to physically merchandise the store, but in the meantime, we're heavily prepping for the spring semester. And we're also talking about new guidelines in the store to ensure that everyone's safe while shopping so we can still make sure we have customers shopping in the style shop, even though, you know, retail is a little bit different these days. Definitely. And I think your team is so important. And I think the reason that we did so well last year had a lot to do with how everything was laid out visually. And you play such a big role. And in, 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 it's like you're, it's, I think visuals in a way, like I always say, is almost like a buying team because like everything you put into it and buy for the store decor wise is kind of like making customers want to shop. So like, it's like you're almost like a buyer for like the people who are shopping in a way, in a, like in a weird way. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. I think visual merchandising is such a key role in getting your customer into the door because if they see your window displays, they see, they peek inside and they don't like what they see, even though they haven't looked at the merchandise on the racks or on the tables, then they want to come in and shop with you. What are everyone's favorite themes and trends in visual merchandising? As you guys know, I really was into the palm leaves last year. Um, Carrie, she... Yeah, we were thinking about doing something a little more Mediterranean, mm -hmm. a little more rustic this yes. year. Um, so what are your guys' favorite trends? Yeah, so I could talk about this. Um, some of, I feel like, my favorite trends or themes when it comes to visual merchandising are definitely strategies that utilize the space you're given to make it feel more open and, like, lively. And like you said, with the palm leaves, greenery and mirrors, I feel like, are an amazing thing to add to a store because it could drastically change the how it feels, especially if you're working in a small space. And mirrors and plants are a great way to enhance that because mirrors can open up a room to make it look more spacious and less cluttered. And plants and different types of greenery are a great way to bring life into a space and make it feel more natural rather than bland and boring and just like a regular normal store. These things will make you feel nice when you go into the store and make you maybe put in a good mood and get you in a shopping mood. Yeah, I definitely can like pick out stores that I remember going to that had a very like homey feel and were more welcoming as opposed to stores that feel very cold and you know don't have nice little touches if you said plants mirrors I feel like you kind of have to think about visual merchandising a little bit like interior design in a way as well because you want to cater to your your audience your target customer and what they like as well yeah, definitely. And even like you just said, making it feel more cozy. I feel like 
textures is another thing that definitely helps that and adding like rugs or draping fabrics is also a great way to make a space feel more homey and cozy for your shoppers. Yeah, definitely. I also think like prints and patterns, sort of that Mediterranean or like Moroccan feel. I don't know if you guys have been in Aritzia lately, but I was in Aritzia the other day and the way that their store is visually merchandised, I seriously wanted, I stayed in there for like an hour, but I wanted to just stay in there all day. They have some of like, I think the best visual merchandising, at least for like my aesthetic. I feel like I'm my Pinterest board and mm-hmm. they have lots of like succulents and sort of like neutral tones, which I think is really popular right now. So I think just definitely staying with like the trends of what's going on in retail. And like you said, definitely like interior design almost. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so what are some changes that we can expect to see in the spring if we do end up having the store reopen? So we're having a lot of changes to fit more regulations to make our customers feel safer while shopping. Um, So first of all, we're planning to limit the store occupancy, so fewer customers and also fewer employees working because sometimes your hour may have you know a bunch of different people working when really you only need maybe like two so giving those numbers almost to the customers rather than more employees and then we're going to have six feet apart markers around the store for social distancing and also if we can get one-way arrows so we can have a structured foot traffic throughout the store we have a sort of a markup of a layout that we're leaning towards so that it's more of a circle so that it sort of eliminates that back and forth of people bumping into each other and then hand sanitizers of course around the store and eliminating testers like lotions and lip products Um, we may or may not have the fitting room open depending on how things continue with the virus but those are just some of the changes that we're hoping to see in the spring semester I mean, those are all really great ideas. And I think like our priority right now should be the customers and making sure they feel comfortable and safe. I think those are really, really great ways, things we can implement in the spring for that to happen. Definitely great ideas. Where do you guys find inspiration for your store aesthetic ideas? So our team usually finds inspiration from um, our store aesthetic ideas through like fashion snoops for trends, on social media, Pinterest, House, and also like through our own retail um, stores that we go to. Like Lauren had said, like her experience in Aritzia, um, we all kind of have different places where we shop and we kind of take different ideas and bring them together as a team and figure out what works best for our store. Yeah, I love that you can like take inspiration from pretty much anywhere and definitely looking at stores and retail spaces that you know are successful um, in terms of visual merchandising and have you know a lot of foot traffic so definitely looking at those places <laughs> yeah i think we're all just really looking forward to going back to the style shop where we can you know visual merchandise the style shop because it's been difficult you know virtually so i think we're all super excited for when we can go back 
Yeah, like whenever we have our okay. team meetings, we get so like amped up and excited. <laughs> We're like, all right, yeah. when are we going back? <laughs> I know. And it's like, <laughs> meetings like make me so depressed because I just want to be like eating a salad, sitting on the floor, even when I go to do that. Um, and be running because I'm late to my own meeting. And I miss those days. So hopefully soon, hopefully we can open again. We were Off our fingers. Yeah, we'll just send this podcast um, to whoever with all of our ideas for safety and hope <laughs> they allow us to open. But yeah, thank you guys for coming on. We really had a great time with the visual team and we're excited for your takeover this week. It's going to be great. Yes, very excited for that. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's been fun. Thank you.